Boy, we bout to be a type of hype And whoever play the Packers hope you packin' like You flyin' back tonight, taxin' like Yeah, uh-huh, all my Packers ready Greeny, yellow, greeny, yellow, greeny, yellow, greeny, yellow Yeah, uh-huh, call me Packer Valley Greeny, yellow, greeny, yellow, greeny, yellow, greeny, yellow Yeah, uh-huh, we call her that confetti Greeny, yellow, greeny, yellow, greeny, yellow, greeny, yellow Yeah, we call it all the way to Tampa yelling Greeny, yellow, greeny, yellow, greeny, yellow, greeny, yellow What's up, Packer fans? Welcome to another episode of Cheesehead Talk, the podcast. I'm Tramel Jeffers, a.k.a. the Cheesehead. Man, shout out to Lil Wayne for making another Packer song. We needed that. It had been 10 years and it was time for another one. So shout out to Lil Wayne. But we're back and we live to see another week. We are still alive. And the Packers defeated the Rams 32-18 to in the divisional round last week. And last week on my last episode, my score prediction was 30 to 17. I had the Packers winning by 13. I was off by just a little bit. The Packers will win 32 to 18. And now they're moving on to the NFC Championship game at home for the first time since 2007 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We finally got a home game in the NFC Championship at Lambeau Field. This is the first time for Aaron Rodgers as a starting quarterback. And that's surprising. But we're going to get into all of that in this episode. But first, we have some very sad news. A couple days ago, former Packer general manager Ted Thompson passed away. So my prayers and condolences go out to him and his family. And he's a big reason why the Packers are where they are today. And why they've had so much success over the last decade. He has signed and drafted so many great players. Aaron Rodgers, Charles Woodson, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, Clay Matthews, Julius Peppers. It's just too many players to name. So many great players that this guy has brought into this Packers organization. And he was certainly a great general manager for the majority of his tenure here. So rest in peace to Ted Thompson. Now, let's move on and let's recap that divisional round win against the Los Angeles Rams. And man, what a performance. (laughs) Wow. 32 to 18. We honestly could have put up 50 points in this game. Seriously. If it weren't for a couple of drop passes and a couple of inaccurate throws from Rodgers, we would have lit up the scoreboard even more. So let's start with this offense first. And pretty much the offense was fantastic against the number one defense in the league. They moved the ball with ease. Passing, rushing, it didn't matter. The Packers had their way. 484 total yards. 296 passing and 188 rushing. And they didn't allow a single sack. That offensive line probably had their best performance on the season. No, Aaron Donald wasn't 100%, but he had no impact in this game at all. Elton Jenkins, Corey Lindsley, Lucas Patrick all did a great job of keeping Aaron Donald quiet in that game. He was so frustrated out there, and it was nothing he could do. And once he left the game, it was open season. Rushing lanes were wide open. We saw Aaron Jones with a 60-yard run, first play of the second half. And the Rams' pass rush was nowhere to be found once Donald left the game. Just pure dominance from this Packers offensive line. 
And Aaron Rodgers, he was pretty decent in this one. 23 for 36, 296 yards, and three total touchdowns. He had two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. But to be honest, he was tripping a little bit. He didn't look like Aaron Rodgers on a couple of those plays. It was a couple of missed throws that he had. He was inaccurate on some of his throws. But for the most part, he was solid. And then the receiving crew was solid as well. Despite dropping a few big catches, they played pretty well. Alan Lazard, he led the day with 98 receiving yards. And he pretty much had the game-sealing touchdown on a beautiful play-action call where he ran straight down the seam against the corner and the safety. He ran right between both of those guys, and he caught a wide-open touchdown pass, a deep touchdown pass. It was a beauty. And then Devontae Adams, he had a good game, nine catches for 66 yards and a touchdown. And the matchup between him and Jalen Ramsey really didn't live up to the hype like everyone thought it would. But like I said last week, I didn't care about that matchup. I just wanted the win, and we got that. And to pretty much wrap up the offense's performance, the thing that stole the show, the run game. I mentioned earlier, we had 188 rushing yards, just like I wanted. I wanted all three running backs to get touches. Jones, 14 carries, 99 yards. Jamal Williams, 12 carries, 65 yards. And A.J. Dillon, 6 carries, 27 yards. The offense was clicking on all cylinders. And the only thing that could stop them was themselves. So I give the offensive performance in that game an A. The offense gets an A from me in that win against the Los Angeles Rams. Now, on the defensive side, they were solid as well. It wasn't consistent, but they held up and they held the Rams to only 18 points. I say it was inconsistent because one drive... They stopped the run, and they got pressure on the quarterback. And then on another drive, they're giving up six, seven yards on first down runs. They're not getting pressure on the quarterback, and the Rams are just driving right down the field with ease. It's like it was two different defenses out there. But on a positive note, there were some great individual performances on the defense. Kenny Clark, (laughs) monster performance, three tackles. One and a half sacks and two quarterback hits. He was just out there being disruptive in the run game and getting after the quarterback. So I love what I saw from Kenny Clark. He's really picked his game up towards the end of the season. And then Chris Barnes, the linebacker, he was out there playing with a cast on his hand. He's playing with a broken thumb with a huge cast on his hand, still making plays. He had 10 tackles and a pass defense which probably would have been an interception if he didn't have that cast. But Chris Barnes was excellent, and he just continues to have a great season. Then Rashawn Gary, he's really elevated his game this season. A lot of people thought he was a draft bust, but he's proven those guys wrong. He had a, a sack and a half in his game and three quarterback hits, and he just continues to get pressure on the quarterback. He continues to get in the faces of these quarterbacks. I'm loving what I'm seeing from Rashawn Gary. And then Zadarius Smith, he had a sack. And Jair Alexander, man, he just continues to show you why he's an all-pro. He continues to shut down that left side of the field. Nobody can get anything on him 
on that left side of the field. Once again, another great performance from Jair Alexander. He gave up one catch for negative three yards. One catch for negative three yards. Let that sink in. We have the pieces and we have the personnel on this defense. But the thing is consistency. That's the problem. Consistency. But it was a decent performance. I give their performance on defense a C plus. They held their own. They bent a little bit, but they didn't break. Now, this week, we move on to the NFC Championship game. This is our fourth NFC Championship game since 2010. And the fifth, if you go all the way back to 2007. And this has been our kryptonite. For some reason, it's something about this NFC Championship game that we cannot get past. We've lost our last three NFC Championship games. The 2014 game at Seattle. I don't even want to talk about that one. That's a horrific memory I'll have for the rest of my life. And we all know what happened in that game, so it's no need to even discuss what happened. Then in 2016 against Atlanta, honestly, we weren't even supposed to be there. We started the season now 4-6. and six. Everybody counted us out. We ended up winning eight straight games. We beat the number one seed Cowboys the week before. And then we went into Atlanta and we got beat down from the jump. Got off to a slow start and it hurt us. And then last season in 2019, pretty much similar to what happened in 2016. We got off to a very slow start. We got beat down from the jump. We all remember San Francisco rushed for, I think, 280 rushing yards as a team. They just ran it down our throat and they got off to a fast start and there was nothing we could do. But this year, I have a different feeling. This year just has a different feeling for me. Coming into this game, we're actually the favorites. Those last three NFC Championship games, we were actually the underdogs. And I think we're a much better team going into this game besides the 2014 year. I think 2014 is probably the best Packer team I've seen including the Super Bowl year. I think the 2014 season was better than the 2010 season. We just came up short in 2014. But this 2020 team, they're better than the 2016 team that went to the NFC Championship, and they're better than the 2019 team that went to the NFC Championship. Like I said, we're the favorites going into this game this week. We're back, and we finally have a chance to finally punch our ticket to the Super Bowl. One game away. One game away. And standing in our way is a very tall task in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. (laughs) Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. The battle of the goats in a lot of people's opinions. Now, we're going to get into all of that. Now, we all remember what happened last time we saw Tampa. They gave us a 38-10 beatdown. Everything went wrong in that game for the Packers. Everything. Rodgers threw interceptions. The Packers gave up sacks. The Packers couldn't pick up the blitz. They couldn't get any pressure on Brady. They didn't stop the run. And they just did nothing positive after they jumped out to a 10-0 lead. But that's in the past. That was back in October. So do me a favor. Get rid of that memory. Because I promise you, this will be a totally different game. I promise you. This week's game is super important. 
not only because it's the game to get to the Super Bowl, but this game is a legacy builder for Aaron Rodgers. We finally have a Rodgers versus Brady playoff game. Now, we thought we were going to get it in previous years, back in 2011, but we didn't hold our end of the bargain that year. We thought we were going to get it in 2014. And like I said, don't even want to talk about that NFC Championship game, but we didn't hold our end of the bargain. And then we also had another shot in 2016, but we really weren't supposed to even be in the NFC Championship, like I mentioned earlier. So it was a couple of times Brady and Rodgers could have seen each other in the Super Bowl. But now, who would have thought it would be in the NFC, in the NFC Championship? And this game is important for Aaron Rodgers because if he wants to keep his name in that GOAT conversation with Tom Brady. He has to win this game. It is mandatory. No ifs, ands, or buts. It's mandatory. If we don't win this game, then everything that I've argued over the last six to seven years will go right down the drain. My argument will pretty much be dead. So we got to win this game. Now, I know this isn't about Brady versus Rodgers. It's about the Packers versus Bucks. But, man, this is a major legacy boost for Aaron Rodgers. But let's get into this matchup. Both of these teams, they come into this game red hot. The Packers have won seven straight, and the Bucks have won six straight. So let's start with this Packers offense against this Bucks defense. And these are two totally different teams since that week six matchup. That last matchup, Tampa blitzed 17 times. They got 13 quarterback hits and five sacks. Since that game, the Green Bay Packers have not allowed a single sack against the blitz. Not a single sack against the blitz. Since that game, Aaron Rodgers has 15 touchdowns. And one interception when he is blitzed. You know what? I wouldn't even say the Packers offense is a different team. It was just an anomaly of a game back then in week six. Just uncharacteristic from this Packers offense. But this Tampa defense has regressed since beating us down in week six. And at the time, they were first in overall defense. First against the run and second against the pass. The next 11 games, they will finish 14th in overall defense, 14th in passing defense, and 6th in rushing defense. Now, going into this game, I'm pretty confident in our offense. I think our biggest concern would be the Tampa Bay's front seven. Ty Bowles, the defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he loves to blitz. That's been his forte since he's been a defensive coordinator and a head coach in this league. And they have playmakers all over that D-line. Vita Vea, one of the best run stoppers in football. He's coming back for the first time since October. Jason Pierre-Paul, Ndamukong Sue, Shaquille Barrett, Devin White. Just great players all over this D-line. And then that Tampa secondary, that's their weakest link on the team. In my opinion, they have some decent players, Antoine Winfield and Carlton Davis, but teams have had success throwing the ball on them this season. And we saw that in that first round game when they played the Washington football team. 
But because of that nasty defensive line that they have, they've been able to overcome all of that this season. But who knows? Maybe it'll come back and bite them this week. All I know is this Packers offense is going to have their hands full another week. But I think the offense is up for the challenge. And I think they'll be prepared with a nice game plan to have success against this defense. I think they want to redeem themselves from that week six game. So my confidence with this Packers offense is pretty high. Now on the defensive side, this is where I'm the least confident. And I have a lot of concerns with this Packers defense. You look at Tampa Bay's offense. They have playmakers at every single skill position. I can go on and on and on about this Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, he's going to be out this week. So that is huge. Thank God he won't be playing this week. But they still have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brayton, Scotty Miller, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, LaShawn McCoy. They just have so much depth on their roster. And their third and fourth string players could start on a lot of teams. No joke. Seriously. That's how talented this roster is. They've been running the ball extremely well over the last couple of games with Fournette and Ronald Jones. They got that one-two punch. And then the passing game, it's never been a problem for them. Like I said, they just have too many weapons. So my confidence is iffy on the defensive side. They have one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. We don't stop the run. Mike Pettin, he loves to play soft zone coverage. And Tom Brady would just easily pick that apart. And like I said, they just have too many weapons to account for. So my stress level with this Packers defense is extremely high going into this game. We have a very, very tall task on our hands this week. Very tall task. It's going to be difficult. So that brings me to my keys to victory. And we're going to stick with the Packers defense. And let's get into it. We got to contain the run. Cannot let Leonard Fournette. We cannot let Ronald Jones get those big plays. We cannot let them get big plays. We cannot let them get six and seven yards of carry. It just can't happen. You cannot let them go crazy running the ball. We also got to get pressure on Tom Brady. This is mandatory. If you don't get pressure on Tom Brady, nine times out of ten, we're not winning the game. We have to get some type of pressure on him. The last time we saw Tampa... We only got three quarterback hits. We got zero sacks in that game. We didn't even come close to sacking Tom Brady. So we have to get pressure on him this week. We have to. Also, we got to be a bend but don't break defense. We got to hold this Tampa offense to field goals. It is important to keep them out the end zone. We have to hold them to field goals. And last but not least, we got to take advantage of the turnover opportunities. When Tom Brady throws a bad pass, we got to pick it off. We cannot afford to drop picks. We cannot afford to let them recover fumbles. We have to jump on top of that ball and take advantage of the turnover opportunities. So those are my keys to victory with the defense. Now let's move on to the Packers offense and let's talk about their keys to victory. If they want to move on to the Super Bowl and they have to utilize all three running backs, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon, they're all going to have to get carries in this game. It cannot be a one-trick pony with Aaron Jones. We saw it didn't work in week six, and it's not going to work this week if he's getting 20 carries. 
everybody's going to have to get a carry, like I said. We can't do it with one guy. It's going to have to be a collective effort because this Tampa run defense is very stout. They're the number one rushing defense. Also, we got to protect Aaron Rodgers. We got to pick up those blitzes. We got to get some quick passes going and keep that Tampa pressure from getting to Rodgers. Keep that pressure out of Rodgers' face. Also, we got to take care of the ball. That's what killed us last time. We didn't take care of the ball. No turnovers in this game. When we take care of the ball, we win every game. It's that simple. Take care of the ball and you win. I believe we're 11-0 in games that we don't have a turnover this season. So let's not turn the ball over. And then last but not least, wide receivers other than Devontae Adams are going to have to bring it. Equinemius St. Brown. Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, Tavon Austin, Robert Tanyan, Big Dog, Mercedes Lewis. All of those guys are going to have to make plays when they can. When the ball comes to them, they're going to have to make the catches. We're going to need everybody to step up. It's going to be a team effort. It's going to be a collective effort from this Packers offense. So now that brings me to the last thing, and that's my score prediction. And I'm going to go with the Packers winning this game. I think the Packers will advance to the Super Bowl for the first time since 2010. I think Aaron Rodgers defeats Tom Brady. The Packers defeat the Bucks, 31-27. Now, this score is way too close for my liking. But I think the Packers are able to come out in a tight one. I think the Packers offense will continue to move the ball and score points. I think Rodgers will have a very good game. I think the run game does just enough to keep us ahead of schedule. I think Adams has a big day. I think the rest of the crew makes the big plays that they need to make. I think Scantling, Lazard, Austin, Equinemius St. Brown, Tanyan, Mercedes Lewis, I think all of those guys step up and they make the plays, like I mentioned, in the keys to victory. And then on the defense, I think they do just enough to get the job done. I think they bend a little bit, but they don't break. So my score prediction is 31-27, Packers. Hopefully I'm right. We're so close to the big dance, man, so close. Let's get over that NFC Championship game hump, and let's do it for Ted Thompson. So thank you all for tuning in. Hopefully I'll be back next week to recap our victory over Tampa Bay. And discuss our Super Bowl opponent against the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs. So stay tuned for that. And remember, go pack go.